Oh boy. Look, look at that. Somebody really, somebody really likes me. I'm not going to drop that thing, but we're going to open it because it is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Oh so boy. I'll do this the right way. Live from Pahrump, Nevada, in the dirt bike test, well-lit, palatial, what is this, conference table? Must be a conference table. It's a conference it's table? Enough. Yep. Um, this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We are here to answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product-related questions live on the air while we um, have tacos and sometimes a little bit of tequila. Slight bit. Yeah, we're not gonna have a lot. This, this stuff, this stuff is pricey, John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. This that is, comes in a fantastic bottle. This is a Class A Azul. It, it is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, that's probably why I get it as, as, as a gift every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember last time anyone gave me tequila for a gift, but yeah, well, you got to have the certain kind of friends, I guess. <clears throat> but th there's another thing about this as well that I'm gonna, I'm gonna demonstrate when I get this open here. Everybody's waiting to have their motorcycle. Certainly better at riding motorcycles than opening tequila. Oh, watch this here. Watch this. This is a. So, here we go. See if this works. You hear that? Oh, I heard it. Yeah, it's a bell. Okay, so I'm gonna let you do the honors. Wow, that's, that's a that's a big lip too. Wow, yeah. That was impressive. Okay, I'll have just a little bit. I'm putting my headphones on. We're gonna get started here. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that a little bit enough? For that's you a or? lot. Hey, but hey, look. That's okay. I'll have that. It's a large bottle. So. I know. Well, you're a big guy, too. So um, tonight I'm sitting here with uh, Big John, uh, Big John Perkins, who is a uh, dirt bike test test rider, and he's making some big cores. I'm taking that yeah. away from you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe just take that away. Perfect. Okay, got it. Um, so... Yeah, so Big John's one of our test riders. I've been wanting him to come in. He was actually going to sit in on the first show. He didn't know that. He was on his way home from work. Yeah. And uh, and so we've been trying to get him in here, but he does work a lot. But today I, I promised him rain. I delivered. We did get rain. We did get rain. And yes. we did about 70, 80 miles of trail riding today. That's it. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good good trail riding. Um, tested, uh, I don't know what we were testing. It's secret. So... But we were riding um, a KTM 350 and a KTM 500, mm -hmm. and and it's amazing the weight difference. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> same same fuel tank, same amount of fuel, mass amount of difference in weight. Yeah, so uh, it was a uh, pretty good. It, it it was good to do that. We were actually the 500 had some uh, nitro mooses, some soft mooses, and we we're trying to put time in those and. Uh, I'm messing around a little bit with some stuff in the 350, trying to get happier with the suspension, just like always tinkering and stuff like that. And it was my old 350, not my new one. I have the, uh, I have the uh, 2019 uh, still in the motorhome. I got to unload that thing and start tuning on that sucker a little bit more. But anyways, uh, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining in. Um, we. Uh, let's see, underground bunker. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yep, like you know, it. I learned a few things from, uh, you know, Art Bell out here. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, um, cheers. Yes, sir. I'm going to have a sip of this stuff. It's good. Mm. See, I see my wife wow. is watching. Um, That's impressive. I made some improvements um, per her requests in our studio. That's why it looks like there's a wire coming out of my head. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I got a few questions that people posted up on last week's uh, video comments on YouTube. So the way that this works is we do this live on Facebook. We know that everybody can't um, enjoy us here um, 
you know, live. So you can always find this on Facebook, uh, or you can find it on Facebook. It stays up there. We post it up on YouTube on dirt bike test, and you can always go in and, uh, throw some comments in there. Uh, we got to share this thing. Um, we want it to grow. We have some, uh, sponsors that help us out, help us get going here. Um, producer Gabe's going to run the, run the reel. And, uh, that's a picture of, is that a picture of me? Yeah, that's a picture that. of me. Yeah, that's not a sponsor. Yeah. Actually, I am kind of a sponsor because I think I'm floating this thing on my own. A Churby's. Yeah, um, a Churby's, the maker of the uh, lots and lots of plastic. Um, they've actually, Franco Churby's saved me from a life of slavery in Zurat, Mauritania. It's a long story, but um, I'm probably still paying off that debt. Yet, uh, we're testing their um, air pressure seat, their um, X air seat. Uh, did you get ride with that or not? I did not. No, no. Not ride with that. We did, however, get to use two motorcycles with very large tanks from them this morning. So. Correct. Yep. And I have always liked their tanks, especially when they're you're talking about the big tanks. You know, yep. not not the um, other ones. There's a lot of different companies. IMS makes tanks. The Churby's makes tanks. But the Churby's makes a lot of plastic. There were the skid plate that was on my bike was a Churby's. Mm-hmm. The chain guide that was on my bike was actually a Churby's. Also tested that. Yeah, I tested. Did you tested that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, good good stuff. So uh, also Chain Guides, TM Design Works. And we've got something over there in this bag that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. This is a TM Design Works uh, Chain Guide that uh, we put it to the test. And I'll tell some stories about that. And uh, they're really good Chain Guides as well. So uh, they're helping us out. And next, Gabe. Gabe, yeah, working on it. He's working on it. It's good. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the first question here. So uh, let's see. Uh, Bob asks, um, it's probably too long, and this is the wrong place to do this, but I don't do Facebook or Twitter. Sounds like Bob. Hey, Bob's sitting right over there. Are you the one that did this? I don't know where I get these. They just come in. Okay. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> Read with great interest your review of the Honda CRF450L. All the reviews I've read, save one, have compared this bike to other 450-500 bikes. Um, in that company, it does seem like a odd duck. I've actually been thinking it as an alternative to the KTM 690-701, uh, something that can get you their reasonable rail regardless of distance and still do a good job once you arrive. Somewhere, somebody said it has to have the potential has the potential to be Africa Honda Africa twin single. No, wait, Honda Africa single. I can't even read right now. A tequila hit me. Wow. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, it seems to me, you know, uh, let's see. It seems to me you almost got there in the article, but not quite. I've adventurized my 15 beta 500 RS, but it is way too loud uh, to be seen in public, vibrates like most dirt bikes, and beats you to death on the road. Great once you arrive, though. It appears Honda may have solved these issues for me. I'd really appreciate your thoughts and perspective. Well, you got my thoughts and perspective in the test, okay? <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. I'm not going to give you a, a special, uh, hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what I really think? Here's what I really think. Um, uh, but, you do, you know, you, you, you kind of threw it in this mix. When you start throwing um, uh, 690-701 into the mix... <sighs> That's I, I know where you're coming from. You're doing a lot more um, uh, street mileage, uh, a lot more. Uh, you're expecting to to ride your bike to the events and put some time on it. Um, 
and the problem is when you get there on a 690 or 701, you're still on an adventure bike. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not a big enough difference down off of the 1,000cc the range to be, you know, a, a massive comparison between a 450 and a, a 700. I and I it, it, the 701 and the 690 belong belong in adventure bike world. The 450 is a 450. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a derived off of a dirt bike. I'll tell you the one good thing about it that you you did pick up on is the lack of vibration. And the Honda does not vibrate. It it's funny. I was riding the KTM 350 today, and it's a it's a 16 and. All I noticed was how much it was vibrating because I've been riding the Honda a lot, the X mostly, which doesn't vibrate either. Um, so that's kind of a good thing. But you know what you might want to keep an eye out on? They haven't announced this yet. And I, I'm not breaking any news here because I'm pretty sure you're going to see it. Maybe this year, I think. Um, Honda will do a rally version of that CR450L. Just like they do with the 250L rally, they will, I'm sure, somehow code it up and make it look like the rally bike. I mean, they have to. They spend so much money racing in the rallies, they want to get some marketing potential. That would probably be your bike because then you get a little bit of wind protection. It's the, the wind protection is such a big deal when you're riding a 450 because even the new 450X, it, it with the plastic covers they put on the motor, it's significantly quieter than yep. even, the, the, even the KTM 500s. And they really don't vibe that much, but the wind will just kill you at 70 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's fatiguing. Not, yeah, it's, exactly. Um, and so... So that might be a good thing. But the funny thing is, is then when you get there, then you're riding this thing that has a lot of extra plastic on it. And you, then you're kind of, you know, so it's it's always a give or a take. Um, so that's what I really think. Uh, if you're going to do more street community, I would definitely get something with a fairing. And I guarantee you there's companies that are going to be making those rally kind of kits for them. I know uh, Moto Minded uh, is a company I've done stuff mm-hmm. with. They make really cool lights and mounts for lights, little trinkets. Um, but they're they, very lightweight stuff too. Yeah, the, and and they they could make you a uh, you know they might have a rally kit for that that would integrate with like the IMS gas tank. And I haven't seen anybody do the huge gas tank yet, but um, I'm sure that's coming. So uh, one other question from Bob. I'm also curious to know if you have any updates on the Trail Tech Voyager Pro since your original article. Reach over and grab that oh, thing. Look at that. Um, yeah, actually, I, I probably should do some updates on it. So that one now they have the billet case. Um, which this is enclosed in, and I've actually attached my antenna and my buddy tracking antenna to it. And the, like I said, one of the best things, it's on a RAM mount. It's one of the things they sell, which makes it super modular. All I do is plug a power cord in on most bikes. Um, if I want to add, if I have the, the spark plug sensor on there, I can plug that in, uh, the temperature, whatever that, uh, works really good. Um, so it's well over $900. Uh, I think especially when you get all the parts and stuff on it, and you're right up there in the same you know high end stuff as the the Garmin Montanas and and some of the other ones. And the one thing that this thing has is that buddy tracking. But then again, all of your buddies need to have it too mm. to um, make that functional. Uh, and it's when you start riding with other guys that have it, and you don't have to stop at turns because you can see that they're coming, you know, on your screen, and the way that it links. Um, unit to unit to unit. It's um they call it a, a daisy chaining or something like that. So you can actually stretch a long distance um, as long as you can. You're connected to one of the other units. It'll tell you where everybody else is at. So um, so so is it just the new model that has the buddy tracker? Correct. The it's the Voyager Pro. Yeah, okay. that has it. Like today we had a Voyager, a standard mm-hmm. Voyager yeah. on the on the bike, and uh, 
which I use just to kind of watch some stuff. I'm always paying attention to like what RPM I'm riding at and things like that. So, um, and then he has also says, well, right. Good, good screen right there. Gabe, pause that sucker. Um, he says, great to see Kate's on board. I've been carrying her bars for years and I never leave without several. I just pull one out of my pocket. Um, and if you want a promo code for a Kate's bar, these are the best, um, best trail bars known to man. Hands okay. Down. Uh, what do we eat for lunch today? Uh, we had a Kate's bar. Yeah, we had three. Oh, one and a half each. I'm a bigger guy, so it's it's. I yeah. So you had like yeah, not enough. That's I think that's why we came back. That's why we're here on time because you got tired, uh, hungry. Actually, believe it or not, they're 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 terribly dense, so they're yeah. they're they work out great. Yeah, no, it's good. That's all I ate until until I had my tacos a minute ago. That was all I ate. And tacos uh, brought to you by Ramiro's. Um, sorry, we're not at Ramiro's anymore. Um. We'll get back there when the internet's work better. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little more quaint, a little quieter, a um, little less smoke. Yeah, a lot less smoke. A lot less smoke. Yeah, you know, but and the tequila is just as good. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Bob, thanks for the questions. Hopefully, I answered uh, your thing. Since you're not on Facebook or Twitter, um, you'll see this on YouTube's uh, tomorrow or actually tonight because I'm going to teach Gabe how to get this thing up uh, live and quick, like he's supposed to. Um, or like, number, I, like I'm supposed to, man. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, I know. I had one other thing. We got a really interesting email from somebody. John, I'm going to have you read this. I should have had you read it while I was taking my sip of tequila. Um, Just the top part. It's from it's from uh, <clears throat> Robin. Robin. Robin Bofill. Uh, Jimmy, I, I, do, I don't speak that. You don't speak that language? No, sir. That's no, the way sir. it came. That's that's all I got for you though. Go ahead, give it. Oh, give your post best Instagram. Shit. That's a good one. Yeah, it says bonjour. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's bonjour. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, you you already know more than me. <laughs> uh, motocross. Yeah, the, that's the a good word, one. Yeah. Trophy. Trophy Mediterranean. Yeah, he's 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 asking how to get a trophy in the Mediterranean. No, I actually translated. I'll tell you what he's saying. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he says, hello, I'm a motocross league driver, and I participate in the Mediterranean Trophy Challenge. I oh. take seriously my sport, and just the beginning, the competition with already average results. See, good. This is this is almost like Jinglish. Um, and given your activity, I identified several areas where we could collaborate would allow the development of your business. We have a large audience, rather diversified, and this can be beneficial to your business to expand your customer base. And I'm thinking, you know, I was reading it in French this morning, which I don't read. No, of course. And I could tell exactly what he was getting at. Well, I Con- figure you translated this with with your mind. Probably. Yeah, cr- convinced that real opportunities can develop turnover of your business. I don't want to turn over my business. Actually, I do want to turn it over. <laughs> um, I would be delighted to team up with you. I propose, as highlighted your brand, Instagram post. Advertise on my outfit, my bike, and my truck. Example of counterparty. Well, so so really a, a, oh, a so strong Instagram following. You're going to want your motorcycle in the bed of your truck times uh-huh. a, roughly With, a thousand photos is, is really a, yeah. a good strong <laughs> base, I would say. So he's looking for financial aid, etc. That's what that's what the counterparty is. Oh, oh, yeah. In the meantime, please accept, Madam Sir, the assurances of my highest consideration. Did that come with a check? 
No, no, no. He he wants me to send him a check. Oh, oh. a dirt bike test. We're getting into the sponsorship business of oh, the the oh, okay. Trophy Mediterranean Motocross Challenge. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Yeah, got it. I see. I see that now in French. <laughs> so uh, anybody that needs to be sponsored, um, what you need to do for me is uh, don't send me that 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 thing. Don't find my info at dirtbiketest.com. Don't come visit me. Uh, write me a test of a product that you're really familiar with in our format. And then submit that to me. And if it's good, then I can make sure you have lots of products to test for me in reciprocation for you producing tests for me. I will send you a sticker or two, maybe, if you're good. If I don't have to correct too much of it. That's, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Robin, thanks for the email. Um, uh, our financial support will be lacking in, in the short term. In fact, I was thinking maybe um, you could send us some money. It would, it would be better, and then we would talk more about you, and mm-hmm. that would get you a lot mm-hmm. of followers. And uh, net, net, we would uh, both grow our uh, areas where we could collaborate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, good good times. <laughs> yeah, fan, fantastic. Uh, okay. Voyage yeah. we could... If you want to do any translation there. Um, San Felipe Bob had a question. Imagine that. <laughs> What's Bob up to today? Well, I don't know. I just have his question. He just popped up right here. If I start a bike in neutral, then pull on the clutch, everything seems to work fine. Clutch disengages po- properly with engine running. Starting in gear with clutch pull in is also very difficult. I'm guessing grooves in the clutch basket. You guess good. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a 2005 KX100. Um, yeah, that is uh, one of the symptoms of a groove clutch basket. Um, but that's real easy to see. Um, that should be simple. What you can't see and what often could be a problem is warped um, metal or aluminum, depending what's inside of that particular bike, uh, uh, drive plates and friction plates. Sometimes those things get warped and they, you imagine, you know, it's like, if you, you, you know what it looks like when something's warped. If they set in and they kind of catch and then they, they kind of ride in grooves like waves when the waves mesh up together, um, that would uh, cause some of those problems as well. Uh, the improper oil uh, could also, if your oil is a little too sticky or it's not the right weight, and I didn't do enough oil research, so I can't talk about viscosity tonight. I've been banned from talking about that for my own brain. Or it's um, far too old. Yeah. The oil's old. Yeah. It's because it's like, it's like sandpaper, not yeah, yeah. friction material. So uh, hopefully that answers your question, Bob. Uh, we've done with that i feel like i'm missing a sheet oh i know you've got it you've got got the the, bottom of the other sheet right right good thing i have a helper here um okay next question eric eric herms herms just hj hermstead um i have an 18 husky fe 350 and all i've done is take the screens out of the muffler and tps tuning i'm happy with outruns but i went and read an article and now I think I may have done the wrong thing. Is there any difference between a, a, a Dobeck E JK tuner and the JD tuner? So I'll answer all of your questions. I can answer these questions. Actually, and he he posted this up on uh, the Facebook uh, thing where we announced the show in the morning. He also put a link to this Google Doc that uh, somebody called Taco Shop, uh, someplace in Vegas, um, I I, I hope they're not getting on my tech talk taco no, 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 no. Tuesday it's, train. It's trademark. It's trademark. Trademark. Taco tech taco Tuesday. Taco shock. Okay. So, anyways, that document is actually very accurate, and it's linked on our on our page. So, if you're on Facebook, you can go down to that and take a look at it. 
um, the information that guy gives is actually really good. It sounds like somebody who who knows what he's talking about. He is he explains all the different um, methods and things that you can do to um, the emissions compliant bikes. He explains why they're emissions compliant, and everybody explains it a little bit different. But I uh, breezed through that, and it was uh, seemed like some pretty good information. So. Um, and he did outline all the different choices on the ways you can modify. That document was specific to the 500 and the 501 Husky, uh, but it all the same stuff applies to the 350 for the most part. Uh, so the screens out of the muffler, um, I don't know which screens you're talking about. If you took the screen at the very end of the muffler out, I think that's a smart move. Um lets the bike run a lot cooler, uh, generally get a little more throttle response. And then you've done the TPS tuning. I am not a fan of that because it's just, um, it, everybody says, Oh, it richens it up. Well, yeah, it does in some parts. And then it makes it too rich in other parts. And then it makes it too lean in other parts. And every bike I've ever ridden like that ran like a bike that was improperly jetted or tuned. Um, they may have idled better, some of them, um, or they may have gotten a little better right when you cracked the throttle, but then they got bad right away, or they were really bad when you cracked the throttle. And in fact, we just had one of our rental bikes uh, become hard starting at the last class, and it was because the 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 TPS had been, you know, it got bumped or something happened to it, and it went a little bit out of adjustment, and uh, so it made the bike run horrible. So. Don't do that. That's not the right way to do it. There's people that will say, "Hey, just turn that, and then it does something else," and and or get you know, get a different map. If it isn't done specifically for the setup you have, and I think the guy explains that in his thing, um, it's not going to be right. It's like putting, it's like just guessing at your jetting. It's like, oh, I'm just going to put, you know, it's not, it's not, it's only Jump, jumping around. Yeah, it's only, it's like, it's like you get to jet this carburetor, and you can only adjust the pilot jet. What good is that? Yeah, it's not going to get you far. Yeah, or you just change the bore diameter of the carburetor. You know, it's like, and you can't change anything else. It's just one thing. It is a way to tune, but you're you're jacking with the, the entire map. So, um, uh, so the difference between the Dobek uh, tuner and the JD tuner, they're the same part. Um, uh, Dobek builds, as my understanding, builds all of those, and they're rebranded. Um, they all kind of do the same things, but... Um, there's different versions of it. Um, and the tunes that these companies are putting into them are different. So it's the same quote, hard part. Uh, it's just the way that they're tuned. So JD does their own version of it. Um, uh, Dobek does their own version of it. Uh, and I'm not, I've never got one specifically from them. Um, I've used ones that were branded as FMF before, uh, I've used, I'm trying to think, there's a couple There's a couple online places that can get them and brand them themselves uh, also, uh, but I've had really good luck with the JD Jetting ones, and uh, I help them sometimes with the, the tuning, that because uh, they, they do a lot of their stuff on the dyno, and then I go and ride it, and what works on a dyno doesn't necessarily work on the trail or on the track or wherever you're doing. And the cool thing about this stuff is that they are adjustable. So you can start with a baseline and then you can modify it from there. So, uh, hopefully that answers your question. I see some questions popping up on the feed. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to look at that in a minute, but I have another. So, uh, Eric, thanks for the question. Hopefully that answered the, um, 
thing. But that that's a good article. And then if you if anybody else wants to look at that information, uh, click that link. It's a it's a Google Doc essentially, and it and it was hard for me to find. Out. I'm like, who wrote this thing? Because it sounded like somebody who knew what they were talking about. So pretty cool. Uh, Matthew Cox asks. I got a 19450 EXCF. How do you get one of those? It's got to be six days, right? At least. A six days edition. It's Chili's this year, right? Yeah. I don't Chili's know. Chili's last year. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the five then. The, the extra F. I mean. Yeah. So, anyways, I desmogged it and put an FMF 4.1 pipe on it. I know they um, make them super lean to sell in California. No, they make them super lean to sell everywhere in the world. Um, now I get a lot of backfiring on diesel. Of course, <laughs> it's even leaner now after doing all that to the bike. My question is: Is the Vortex ECU the missing piece I need? Um, it could be. <laughs> uh, heard they will solve that problem. Plus, give me some extra horsepower. Um, let's this see. Is a four fifty. It's a four fifty. Okay. He wants extra. You, so, I'm just curious. Um, so when you're wide open at peak RPM, is that when you want extra horsepower, or is it some other time? Maybe you can, um, uh, maybe for watching, you can chime in and tell me where exactly you want the extra horsepower. Because I'm going to tell you a secret that I learned a long time ago. Because I used to race 125s, John. This is a good one. Works for everybody I've ever met. If you're riding and you're not at peak RPM and your throttle's not wide open, adjust either of those two things in a method to make more power does that make sense everybody, no, no, everybody get what's get, get, get it yeah it's fine so turn the throttle farther let the bike rev up more you will get more power it's free on almost every bike that i've ever ridden and if you're not there all the time at peak r peak horsepower peak rpm and you know wide open then you can always do that and you'll get more horsepower and it's free um so uh let's see the second question is is it going to hurt the bike with all that backfiring if I keep riding it before I get the Vortex ECU? Uh, because it's eight to ten weeks out delivery from every dealer I shop at. Yes, that's uh, Vortex seems to be back order racing lately. I've, I'm trying to get one too because I'd like to play with it and test it. Um, yes, you're going to hurt your bike. Uh, it's lean, and especially when you went to the 4.1, which is a very open muffler, mm -hmm. Um it's gonna it's gonna amplify that lean sensation, and the bike is just gonna run lean. And I don't think you really want to run it that lean. Uh, but most of the backfiring you're hearing is coming from the air injection um, portion of the 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 emission stuff. And so what there is is there's there's a reed valve on a vacuum thingamajigger that's it's mounted on the side of your head. It looks like a square like a kind of a square um, little thing with a big black hose coming out of it. And when you go on diesel, that sucks air in, which leans out the, you know, it allows it to pop and backfire. And when that thing is working, it doesn't affect performance per se, power per se, but it does allow the air in there. And then the, then you get <clears throat> backfire <clears throat> and it actually com comes, <coughs> Help think, me out there. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I knew there was. I knew there was something I needed here. Need one of these uh, too. Yeah, please. Yeah. So, uh, um, so to get back to the um, the question, so 
a lot of times it's actually when when it's a rich condition, and that's that's made it so that it it burns all the unburnt fuel, and then allows that fuel to 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 catch on fire and burn and explode inside your muffler. So what you can do is you can, there's various ways to uh, there's some kits to remove it, and there's various ways to make it so that air can't go through that system. Um, JB Weld stuff a lot of it into the little thing where the reed valve is and then no air flows through it and then it just sits there and it doesn't do anything and then 90 percent of your backfiring will go away um and then also make sure that your your uh, joints on your muffler and stuff are tight because essentially that causes the same thing but uh get your uh do something with the um put the stock pipe back on um till you till you get your tuner um you'll you'll add a little life to your motor does the 4.1 come with a removable baffle the 4.1 has a spark arrestor. Um, I'm guessing since he's looking for more power, he took it out. Put that back in. <laughs> That'll help. Yeah. Put the stock pipe back on until you – just leave it stock until until you get the – and when you get the Vortex, actually read that document the guy put on, 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 the, on the post, and it'll explain all that stuff. I think the Vortex, unless you're really going to go in yourself and start changing the ignition tuning, I don't – or or if you just want a plug-and-play thing uh, – I think that the vortex is kind of for most people overkill. Uh, if you're going to start pulling the reeds out and doing all the other tricky things, uh, then maybe it's the way to go if you're looking for more power. But I just um, turned the draw. When were you, were you wide open at all today? Me? No. On the 500? No, I was on a 500. Was... I was on a 350 and I was never wide open today. No. I was trying to go wide open down that road, but we were already going like 90 something miles an hour. Yeah, no, that was fast enough. Fast enough. Okay. Uh, Matthew, thanks for your question. Let me know about that horsepower thing, um, the the wide open thing. I'd I'd like to uh, I'd like to help you um, save some money and make your bike run better. Because when you start asking for power, it's like a lot of people they want they what they're asking for is throttle response or they're 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 looking for additional torque. It's not really more power. Um, it needs to be explained better. But every I kind of jokingly um, uh, go down that route. Because um, people gave me crap too. <laughs> As I said, I want more power in there. Like, Turn the throttle. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian, no sexy shirt tonight. Nope. Um, I actually could. I, I'd run out right now if I if I didn't have to stay here and man this microphone. I go get one. Um, I'm looking for the comments right now. So, uh, John. Yes, sir. Um, tell everybody your 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 stats. What's your uh, what's your height and weight? Oh, uh, six foot four, two hundred and we'll say forty five pounds. Okay, on a good day. So John, yeah, John is our big test rider. One of them yes. is our bigger, uh, taller test rider. So you always ask, like, how you know when we test bikes, we have some smaller guys. I'm perfect, and then John is big. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they build bikes for me, and not really for John. Um, so, but he's he's kind of a strange big guy because he doesn't want. Tall bars? No, heavens no. No. Oh, and you, you don't like tall seats? Well, no, that puts you too far from the bike. Yeah. He's, and lowered pegs? Ooh. ooh bad? That's a, that's a bad one. Yeah, well, especially now, with what size are your feet? Yeah, uh, about 15s or so. Yeah. <laughs> but that gets your that gets your feet dragging the ground. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have none of that. How come I can't see the comments anymore? Does anybody know how this thing works? I need a technical assistant. 
Um, but anyways, uh, uh, I was going to mention, so a lot of times when we're testing these bikes and we talk about like them being, you know, are they roomy enough for a big guy? We have a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, like I said, kind of unique that he, that he doesn't want to modify or change them. But right away, he'll, okay, I'm cramped up on this thing or we need to move the bars or do something like this. And a lot, oftentimes I'll find myself wanting the bars even a little bit farther forward than, than you will. But which, and, and, and that's, a, that's a big thing is a lot of your personal bikes, your bars are too high for me. I generally like them a little lower than him on, on even our personal bikes. Your arms and, are longer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, so that bike you rode today was bad? Uh, not too bad. It's your other KTM 500 that's oh, I yeah. really just <laughs> the, ra- the rally bike. Well, it's because it's got a it's got an underbar-mounted stabilizer, and that's, that's too much. That's yeah. too much height for me. I feel like, you know, I, I almost feel like I'm riding a Harley when I try to turn it. Yeah. But, um, and, and that's that's all really personal preference, but, but ideally, I, I really don't, I don't like how it feels. Especially if you got to manhandle the bars at all, which you shouldn't be, but let's face it, it happens every now and then. <laughs> yeah, let go of the handlebars. If you're doing it right, uh, you can let go of the handlebars. I'm, 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 I'm afraid of, uh, I'm afraid of saying that out loud. Well, I mean, there's the, that two percent of time where you, you need the handlebars, and yeah, yours are too bloody high. Because <sighs> I got shorter arms than you do. Understandable, understandable. Yeah, that's why they make the stuff adjustable. But no, and, and and a lot of people don't understand that when they go out and get a bike and they immediately go into bar risers because they've they're tall and they've been told they need bar risers a lot of times you can adjust that out of it uh you know a lot of bikes actually come with a two-stage triple clamp so you can move the handlebars forward you can flip the bar mounts 180 degrees sometimes that'll move the bars forward move them back and adjust your levers get your levers where you like them a lot of times people will go to great lengths to buy a 50 dollars riser kit when they could have just taken a wrench to their bike and, and moved some things around and, and played with it a little bit before they went into the they need to be higher category. Yeah, I I, I find that a lot. I mean, I, a lot of bikes we have come to our school, you see it. Yeah. It, and John also helps me out with the the riding schools. And you see that somebody just, they they, they drank the Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever it was. You've got to have this, this part, this whatever. And and it's like you ask why, and it's like, oh, they said you have to do this, and it's like, you, and I'm usually one more of the person. It's like, tell me what you're looking for, and then I can maybe point you in the right direction with the 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 product, the thing. And a lot of times that's hard to get across to people if they've never went out and, and tested both of them back to back. And I mean, we we kind of privileged here; we we get to test a lot of things back to back, but you can do it at home just as easily. You can raise your brake lever up a little bit, raise it, you know, lower it down a little bit, move your handlebars forward, roll them forward, roll them back. Those are things on your own personal bike that cost zero dollars, and they may be a world of difference for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so somebody's somebody's uh, online here giving me this MacGyver trick number twenty-five: broken throttle cable on two-stroke in the bush. Take the air boot off and shove a stick. In to have the slide open three quarters way open, hold on and lean to learn to clutch and shift and ride the kill switch. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's, that is so, so. So, what is the remedy for when the stick runs through the intake? <laughs> we don't know. I, I'm thinking about the. You're more worried about the engine. I'm worried about the guy on the bike trying to kill himself. Don't ever do that. Who, Mitch? What the hell? <laughs> that, that's one of the. <laughs> no, I, I know it wasn't. That wasn't you. The different Mitch. Uh, yeah. 
I, I have hey, Bob. Watched. Why why didn't you fix that guy in the on the chat room right away? I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't even didn't see it. Bob. That was your job is to fix the people in the chat room, and you didn't do it. Um, so uh, no, if you break a throttle cable and you're really screwed, you can pull the sleeve off the throttle cable, and you just have the 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 cable mm-hmm. part out. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people like you know, like I say, wrap wrap the stick around that part, and then and Force then and then pull on it. Yeah, you know, and ride with you know, kind of mm-hmm. somehow you can you know you can. You can always figure something. Yeah, yeah out. something it's, out. It's, yeah, that doesn't involve that. So yeah, don't don't wedge your slide open. Uh, opinions on the left hand rear brakes. Kyle Mosman is asking. Um, I'm not a fan. Uh, did anybody see the divot I had in my head um, last last week? That was because I was on a bicycle and I thought the front brake was the rear brake uh, and whatever, and I wanted to do a skid and I used my head to do a skid. But um, so. I have a uh, an older uh, recluse left hand uh, brake on my Husabergs, and it's on there for a reason because I do stupid stuff on this bike. And when I go up like a rock wall or something where I need the bike to stop and it might stall or something might go wrong or I can't hold the throttle, I can grab that and then I essentially have a brake. But I don't use them. I know a lot of people coming from the the mountain bike. Um, Mountain bike side of the world uh, really like them. Some people start having a problem feeling their feet. Their feet don't work very well. They and they get used to using them. And especially when you don't have a clutch lever, um, it's a, it's a viable option. I think it's a great tuning um, a tuning tool. But for me, um, I'm not there yet. So uh, and I think I've heard Recluse is coming out with a newer or updated one, a better one. Um, oh. Bob, you you like them? Oh, I love them. Bob loves them. Bob, he's got the Mojave Bob seal of approval. <laughs> Lazy, you can't beat it. That's what he says. Um, but uh, they're a pain in the ass to put on. Mount, keep bled. Yes, um, they're that's it's not worth the. I I bleed. I probably I've probably bled the one on my Husaberg as many times as I've actually pulled on the lever. Mm. That's uh, but it's an older one, and I know they're working on that. My my biggest problem with them was if you're still running a clutch lever, it forces your clutch lever into an kind of an uncomfortable position because it has to be a little bit higher. Yeah. And then now we have this brake lever that's all the way down, so... Well, ideally, a lot of the guys I see, they take the clutch lever completely off. They just, oh, they, just they, they, just, they just have this, the, they have the thing there or the brake lever or the clutch lever on mine where I have it. My clutch is like up here, and mm-hmm. it's 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 up there, and I, I, I the brake is where I would normally grab. Now, now, can you get to that in a braking position? Usually I'm off the bike. That's that. That's yeah. That's I'm, where, ju- I'm that, jumping. That's where I'm kind of going. Yeah, with yeah. It, is if you kind of if you kind of crutch yourself to always using that, it, you it's really going to hinder your braking position. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Oh, getting back. Yeah, yeah. It actually would allow you to get back farther. You know, on on the bike. We're not going to go through riding techniques right now. Uh, that's my other job. Uh, Dennis Green, Jimmy. The wide open thing is not about just about more power. RPMs upset the chassis. Exactly. Sometimes more power torque allow you to ride lower RPMs and keep the chassis settled. So the chassis settled. So twisting the throttle open is not always ideal. That's an excellent point, Dennis. That's there's an answer. Yeah, that's a that's a. Um, let's see. How about a close up on the Voyager Pros with your other antennas mounted on it? Here, why don't you why don't you just that. Hold, hold that up towards the camera? You can reach out there and and uh, so turn it d- angle it down. Like angle it down so they can, yeah, can you see it? Now turn it, turn it, angle it down that way, and yeah, like that, and then you can see how 
all those wires and everything because I can't cut and shorten the wires. Uh, that will uh, show them a little bit. Uh, let's see. Hola, Jimmy from Baja. Gnarly Dave's in Baja. Imagine that. What are you doing down there? <laughs> uh, let's see. Amazing. A couple guys I rode with this week. Three-inch bars risers. Ball or bars roll way forward. Um, they're talking about what you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> they drank that Adventure Rider Kool-Aid. High bar Kool-Aid, we like to call it. Um, okay. Let's see. Marco. Let's see. Watching his learning. Now do something stupid. What? <laughs> Thanks for the great tip. Um Marco called me. He's a good friend of mine. He called me up and said you know, his, his bike's broken in the forest and he wanted help. So this is not a live help uh, desk. Uh, the other however many hours are left in the week. You get me for one hour on Tuesday night and that's it. That's the only time you get live help. Um, let's see. Um, recluse. What? Oh, so George put the post up for the recluse uh, right there in the uh, chat. I think, Bob, you're getting fired. George is going to take over. Um, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Brad says, listen to this. Brad says, recluse clutches for people who do not want to learn to ride dirt bikes. <laughs> One finger, baby, and you got all the clutch sip you need, slip you need, and you will ever just the right practice. Ask Jarvis. Yeah. Ask the best rider in the world. He's so much better than everybody else. That's why we all need recluses. Um, I ride with recluse clutches, and I think I'm eh, okay at riding. And I can hop on a clutch bike and take off and ride on it just fine. I don't think it's for people that don't want to learn. It's just a tool, and it's a good thing to have for people that maybe are wanting to concentrate on something else, like where they're going to put their front wheel, and they don't want to stall. Um so, uh, it's a crutch, sure, but uh, I like them. Uh, next thing. Let's see. What's going on with the antennas? That's a lot going on with the antennas. Yeah, it's a lot going on with the antennas. Um, Muhammad well, they, they, posted they, something they, up. They give you a lot of cable here, just in case you wanted to run it to the back fender, run it to the front fender. Yep. If you were to put this in your Razor or a, a vehicle of some sort, you know, four-wheeled vehicle, you could run it all the way, you know, run it around the vehicle with, with the supply cable. So. Yeah, and that's and like I said, I just you, I can't cut them. You can't cut these because they're coax cables and stuff. I mean, I imagine I could shorten them up, so I just you know wired it all up there, and it works great. Um, so, which does does Trail Tech? Do they have a self contained, a, a shorter cabled one? Or I don't know. I don't think so. I think they just sell the one. The actually, I think one of these antennas is actually not even a Trail Tech one. It might be a boosted one that I got my hands on somehow. Hmm. Uh, it works pretty good. So, uh, okay, that's that's most of the questions. I'll come and check back on the questions a little bit later, but we're going to run through uh, some of our stuff. Why don't you reach over and grab that radiator we got over there, John? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, uh, not me. Remember last week I said um, buy radiator guards before you need them? Well, guess who needed them? Uh, it wasn't me. It was, it was my bike or Yamaha's bike, um, but... Uh, yeah, that, that looks like a, a one-two punch. And if one of those tree branches didn't get it, the other one sure did. And I pulled a big piece of wood out of it, um, and it was spitting uh, not too much water in reality. It was, was only it was only a little bit. It was enough that you know we rode it all the way back, rode 20 miles back, and I just put two water bottles back into it. And as long as my boot was getting wet, I figured the motor was getting um, plenty of water. So, uh, but 
boys and girls, buy the radiator guards before you need them. Uh, we know Bulletproof makes some good ones. Trail Tech, make, Trail Tech makes some really good ones. Those plastic ones are really good at funneling air through. The stock plastic ones are probably the best at funneling air through the way it should be funneled through. But they don't stand a chance to tree branches. Now I need to find a radiator repair guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see what can be uh, what can be done with that. I'm sure, there's a YouTube video for that, correct? Well, the one guy told me to put uh, pepper in it. He said if I would have been carrying pepper, uh, it would have stopped it. And you know what? The leak isn't that bad, so I'd be inclined to think. And it almost got me thinking. I was going to put the pepper shaker in yeah. the in the backpack today, and then and then we could we could also use it on the summer sausage if it isn't spicy enough yeah, when yeah. we're out trail riding, right? Could also so, go back to the uh, the stick comment. The, what's the stick comment? Stick in the uh, intake. Oh, could try that as well. <laughs> hmm. Yes, we could have. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Eric Hall. I found the recluse on my 990 gives a peace of mind getting through gnarly sections on a loaded big bike. It lets you concentrate on your line more and avoid stalling, which means planting a foot, which means sometimes falling. End of day, hot dehydrated, getting through a tough section. Without snapping your sapping your energy is appreciated. I got through a pretty tough boulder section in Mingle Pass. Easy peasy, really like it. Well, there we go. That's a that's a a um, testimonial right there. They are um, definitely energy savers. And my wife agrees. Mm. Actually, it made it made Heather go from like one level. Like if she was like a high level novice, she went to a high level intermediate mm. with the addition of a recluse clutch on really gnarly technical trails I, I know i spent many a year despising recluses <laughs> and, and and i spent several several hours on one today and i i rather enjoyed it now now you know why it's one less thing to do it's one less thing to worry about yeah. you, you have a little more fun you know a little, little better line selection aluminum no there was no, there was no way you're gonna rate it george now now you're getting bob you're back in charge um there's no way that you're going to a uh, seal the the lumicil you can put inside of it yeah. yeah yeah same same stuff it's just like pepper but it's made out of aluminum flakes yeah. you just need some flakes floating around in there kind of like the flake that was riding my bike when it didn't uh, hit the tree I didn't say that out loud did I no sir okay <laughs> uh, um, but hopefully a radiator's on the way right Mike <laughs> uh, let's see um, I have not had a ton of luck with any of the uh, pour in radiator sealing stuff. Uh, in the past, it's just to let you know. So, and it certainly makes a mess when you uh, grab that rotor. Yeah, check this thing out. So, you know, what did you spill? Where did the, oh, there's ra- there's a there's radiator fluid on it. <laughs> check this baby out. Still leaking. Look at this Galfer rotor. So, hold up that wheel that's down there. I showed you. I showed you my uh, W wheels for my thing. I, I would have them on my bike, but I had to wait for these babies. Whoa. So golfer rotors, I've used um, golfers for a long time, and people say, Jimmy, can you feel the difference between different brake rotors? Yes, I can. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of stuff uh, with – I'm, I'm a, big, a big proponent of working on your brakes, getting your brakes dialed in. And, and half of it is making sure that they just work properly – and I know a lot of people don't, they don't take the time to bleed their brakes, change the fluid like they should. Um, and it makes a, a big difference in the way your brakes work, just servicing, have the pins greased. Um, and then, of course, make sure you have 
you know, new or decent pads in there. And then, and then the rotors just completely get overlooked. And when, so a couple things is uh, different rotors have different feels and it's, it's sometimes it's how aggressive they bite. And then it's, it's how, how progressive they are when, you know, it, it, it's as much as the, as the pad, the, the rotor gives it a different sensation and a different feel. So- so what is what is your take on blued rotors? So when they they've got a little bit of color distortion in them, if they're still straight, do you run them? Do you look for new ones. I actually I so I'll actually just do a couple panic brakes. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll really use the brake and I'll and it'll tell me right then is it you know because a lot of times on rotors that are bad if they're if they're if they're warped or if they're warped for sure you can feel. It. I mean you, yeah you 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 feel like kind of a, a, a it's a it's grabby initially and then. And then it just, it like fades. And, and so it's a, it's a feel thing. And when I, when it, when all of a sudden it doesn't feel right, it's like, okay, bleed the brakes. That's the first thing to do. It's mm-hmm. usually air in it. So bleed it. And you can back bleed it. You can simply run your knee up against the caliper and push, force the fluid on a, at least on a side floating one, mm-hmm. you can force the fluid back up into the reservoir and then refill it essentially. And a lot of times it'll get the air in there as long as on your, on your caliper, the the highest point is the where the hose connects. Mm-hmm. If you have if your bleed is a little bit higher, you're going to have to manually bleed it because the air will, you know, end up at the top. Air rises, but you back bleed it; it'll squeeze the air out. We pump it up. That's step one. Certainly, back bleeding has got to be the number one trail. But I I, I find myself back bleeding my brakes all the time just to you know just to check them. if they don't if they don't feel perfect. I immediately start mm-hmm. with that, and it I, takes. 30 seconds. Yeah. I've been in, I've been in races, especially like, um, like it, I, I remember an ISD qualifiers where I actually smoked my brakes and I would actually jump off, ram my knee into the, the thing and back bleed it and pump it up. And the time I took to do that actually was made up for because my brakes came back. And then I was, I was a little bit more careful with, you know, at that point I'm like, okay, I, I gotta be careful, but at least I didn't crash. And, you know, and, you know, back in the day, we weren't riding as fast as they are these days where, you, you know, nobody would ever get off their bike, <laughs> but yeah. I, I did that a couple of times. And so, so number one is bleed, bleed the brakes. Number two, then the condition of the pads and the rotors, you know, or, or if you're, you know, if something's mechanically wrong, the seals are bad. That feels horrible. Yeah. That's junk, but that needs to be worked. Nothing we can do about that right there. So if, if, and then, and then a lot of times you make sure that you you know your your pads and your rotors are match set. If you're switching wheels, oftentimes your pads don't work very well if you put a new wheel on the bike and uh, you know because they have to bed back in and get going. So there's lots of little things, but um, new rotors and new brake pads are way better than for me a pipe or a muffler. Oh or, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's your horsepower. Yeah, because because I don't care how much horsepower you have, I'm gonna outbreak you. That's that was my thinking in racing because I knew how much horsepower cost, and learning how to use my brakes and getting good brakes was way less expensive and way more effective. And then I was riding one twenty five anyway, so my bike was slow. So, so, so one, one more thing while we're on the yep. brake thing before we beat it to death. But do you have any special uh, like run in procedures for new brake pads and or rotors, kind of like the street bike guys do or road race guys do? I I used to when I when I would get have you bet know spare wheels and stuff for desert. Yeah, I I definitely go bed them in. Um, you know, we just do a couple. You know, drag it initially, just kind of light, lightly drag it in the beginning. Make sure it's it's clean. There's not smoke or you know oil coming off of it. Make sure everything's clean, and then do a couple good, really hard you know hard hard brakes, and then I would I would 
probably five or six, you know, from higher speed down, slow it down until you could almost feel it get kind of soft. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems like they, when they're everything's brand new, they'll go soft, and then and then it's then they they cool down a little bit, and then they're good, and then they never then they never change. Scientifically, right? we'll call that a heat treat. But yeah, yeah, someone will correct us. I had a I had a, a physics student in here last week. Matt, where's Matt? He didn't have a lot of, he didn't have the physics answers. He went riding with us. He was here and went riding with us last week. It was good times. So. Oh, fantastic. Um, okay. Uh, what other tra- oh, get the TM design oh. work. Oh, get, get, yeah, TM design works. That's right. Get that sucker. So I was going to tell you a story about this thing. Uh, TM design works is uh, supporting dirt bike test right now. So let you know, I've been using, get the little pieces too. Um, I've been using these things since they were hand machined and, and uh, I mean, back when I was at Cycle World Magazine. So we're going back a long, long ways. And I'm not kidding you. I put it on that KTM 400 that I still have to this day, and I haven't even replaced it or taken it off. So uh, number one, these things are excellent uh, chain guides. Um, and that's what they started with was the chain guides. And they made, started making the slider pads and different things like that. I don't think I've ever... Um, I think maybe one or two I've actually replaced uh, the 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 parts, but usually they get they get where like you can see like this one they get channeled, they get channeled out there, and hopefully you can see that in the camera. Maybe not; it's too far away. But they get channeled out, and then it, they seem like they last forever. But this particular one, this is off of our 2019 Honda CR450X. Um, we uh, dented the stock one. Uh, right away, the little aluminum stock one. And then I put this guy on there and I proceeded to hit a rock with this one of the last times I rode. And I, I don't know if I talked about this the other time. It probably at about 20 miles an hour and it caught this thing right here. And um, you can't see how deformed it is because it's not really that deformed. But for a TM Design Works one, it's it's got, you kind of see like a little bit of a wedge there. It's kind of kicked up you can see where that sucker popped in there but (laughs) that thing picked up the back of the bike and kicked it sideways like i i was pretty sure i cleared the rock but not even not even close and it just kicked this thing sideways but um and it was still completely functional everything was totally straight but i upon closer inspection i looked at the swing arm and it's literally trying to tear the the aluminum uh, mounts and they're all they're actually bent and pushed backwards and so I decided I would take it off. And like I said, functionally, this thing was still perfect. The chain was still lining straight. There's, you can see where it got hooked. But every one of these little bolts and stuff is just a little bit out of round. So that thing took a huge, huge amount of force. But um, And as much as these things get drugged through, for us, rocks and things like this, uh, the stock aluminum one would not have been happy if still attached to the bike at all and if it did get hit like that it would have been peeling back or bent into the rotor and that would have been a ride ending or into the into the sprocket and that would have been a ride ending experience but um which is why you'd go plastic over the stock steel cased one yes yep and and that's why if and this is the the factory edition too is the is the one and it's the one that encapsulates it actually has it kind of shrouds or goes around the outside of both sides of the um the mount on the swing arm on the front two uppers and then it also bolts in the same place on the back 
So it really strengthens up the the mount and just that material. And you were talking about how you use that material on your off-road race cars. Yeah, yeah. We actually use this exact same material, eh, maybe maybe slightly different than, than their formula. We used it for uh, all the bushings in our off-road car. It was a, it was a class one off-road car. And uh, it would still bend the bolts, but the bushings would be good for at least half a season, where yeah. the rubber ones would make it about 200 miles. It's tough stuff. And, it's, and it's, it's yeah, it's it's good stuff. And I think there's there's a certain amount of um, it's self lubricating it, as well. Yeah, <laughs> so the rocks slide off of it. Uh, I mean, it, you can actually feel it when you feel feel the material. Yeah. And and for for it to take that big of a hit and to get you know to to to, to it bounces back. I think mm-hmm. it absorbs a lot of the injury and transfers it. Which which I think it's fantastic that they've got these little bushings here because that gives it this. Where now it's encasing both sides, it, it'll assist well, that, with not breaking off the mounts. Yeah. So and that's those go those slide in through down through on the lower part here. This goes oh, that's what's this goes there. this goes straight through. Yeah. They don't have any up on the top. There's not a there's not a bushing, but it's it's pretty channel in there. But anyways, uh, super recommended. I've had every bike I've had them on. Um, I've never had a bad experience with them. In fact, it's all been all been positive. Um, and so yeah. TM Design Works. Uh, they have the slide and guide kits that are pretty cool. Cool. These um, these beefy ones for off road racing are uh, are the bomb. <laughs> so so I don't I don't know where my my questionnaireing gets to stop and end here. No, but you can ask questions. So TM Designs also makes a very very beefy skid plate. Yep. In the same material. Yep. Well, what's your what's your take on uh, plastic versus aluminum? Uh, I like plastic a lot um, because most of the time aluminum skid plates uh, tend to affect the chassis feel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes it can help, and but most of the times it hurts. Uh, and I tend to like the skid plate to be a little bit isolated from the chassis. And I also hate the noise and have all the stuff hitting it. If I were going to really destroy my bike in rocks and things like that, I want a good, really good plastic skid plate Mm -hmm. and with that material and the thickness of the tm design works and i have them on a couple of my ktms uh been really impressed with it they are probably better than aluminum um because there's some there's some absorption it's not like smacking metal against something same same thing with this it doesn't it doesn't really it's like a cushion as opposed to a you know once you if you're really going to smack aluminum it's going to be enough to bend it um i think that would be better at displacing the energy Mm -hmm. So yeah, I find um, they, they also tend to slide off things as well. Where yeah, aluminum tends to gouge. So if you get a rock really good, sometimes it'll stop the bike or throw the bike in an unpredictable manner. Where the the plastic ones will on let on you glide. Yeah, on on this stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, I've because I've had I've had some plastic skid plates that actually skidded on on mm-hmm. rocks before. I've had aluminum ones skid, and this stuff for the most part slides pretty well. Uh, yeah, good, uh, good, good stuff. So, um, yeah, Bob's supporting. He's uh, he's got his TM disease, TM designs guides for three of his kids' bikes. Um, okay, so we're getting close to filling up a whole hour. Do we go through? Oh, the pressure gauge. Yeah. Oh, your favorite. Okay, here, here's no. It's a hey, George. Look what I got here. This is the uh, this is the Astro AI tire pressure gauge. This is a gift from George. He didn't get me a big giant bottle of tequila, but he may have recommended somebody to get me a big giant bottle of tequila. But I posted up on the um, on the the chat there the link to this sucker. 
So one of the ways you can support dirt bike tests, everybody goes, how can I support dirt bike tests? Um, this is a really cool uh, pressure gauge. John doesn't like it because he wants a 90-degree head to get into the to the valve stem easier, but it actually has a digital readout. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. It's about 15 bucks. And when you order stuff on Amazon through the links at the bottom on the dirt bike test pages, guess what? We get a little chunk and that helps us out, helps us keep doing this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, check this thing out. Or anytime you search through that and buy something on Amazon, we get a little a little nugget of that. And uh, that's how we do it. We're not making a living selling T-shirts. Like, like my T-shirt? But if you this like one's one. almost sold out, right? <laughs> So when when is the children's wear coming? The children's oh, you got a kid, don't you? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah just, yeah, just two. Just two? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any. Um, so uh, kids kids wear. Uh, Victor wants to know what are we drinking tonight? Where were you at the beginning of the show? You're gonna have to watch it. You're gonna have to watch it earlier. Yeah. Yep. Um, right now it's Miller High Life, my friend. <laughs> uh, Casa Classe Azul. No, uh, is that what it is? What's it called? It's very good, though. Yeah. Smooth as butter. Yeah. Class A as well. I get confused this late in the show. Um, so thanks for, uh, oh, there, Bob says he, you know what? Why don't, why don't you and Bob uh, collaborate on the kids' line? Oh, we've got votes in for it then. Huh? Yeah. And, and the other thing John's supposed to be doing is, is he, he, he always, he's my, currently, he's also test rider, helps the schools. He's also my social media criticizer. Um, he tells me how I'm not doing it right. Um, oh, I wanted to bring something up about that. But um, on the social media, so um, uh, as the social media criticizer, can you tell us how we can do this a little better? Uh, if you remember at the beginning of the show, I did speak about the 1,000 pictures of your motorcycle in the bed of your truck. Uh -huh. that, would, uh, that would help a little bit. But uh, Is that going to help, help me get a truck? It might mind. Okay. Another golf ball truck. Golf. <laughs> the DBT truck. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm working on that. It's it's a, it's a work in project, pro progress, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, do we have a, a TM Design Works discount code? No, Glenn, but I'm going to work on that. Uh, that's a great idea. But I do have one for Kate's. Um, just email me. Um, I know what I was going to tell you about. So I changed a tire the other day live on Instagram. Because I had to change a tire, and I said, what the heck? I'm just going to do it live on Instagram. i got to do it under 10 minutes mm -hmm. just so it, the feed goes. And then I lost the video. So at some point, uh, again, this week, I'll, I'll do that again because I, I, I made a tagline for it. I it do was, recall watching that. Yeah, it was, it was um, t uh, t uh, live moto tire change challenge mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. I'll 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 put it up. I'll, I'll tag it again. I'll put it up here. Somebody, George, where's my social media manager or Facebook manager? George, uh, figure out what that is. And because uh, I want everybody, I'm challenging uh, you guys to change a tire live, uh, and it'll be funny. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. Right. <laughs> so uh, um, maybe we can learn something from each other. Uh, there's a couple little techniques that I have that are kind of unique, different than a lot of other people's techniques. So, um, the, the preferred technique around the shop here though, is you struggle with it for about 30 seconds and Jimmy loses patience and he'll do it for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It happens sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, watch for that on, uh, probably on Instagram. Maybe I'll do it on Facebook. I don't know. Do it someplace. Maybe I'll do it both places. It depends on how many tires I have to change. Gabe, you got to wear some more tires out. So, um, Okay. Pretty good. Um, uh, George wants to know if uh, Ron Jeremy's sitting next to me. I hope not. 
That guy finds people dead around here. And you heard about Thank Dennis, you, George. You <laughs> heard about the Dennis Hoff thing, right? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, thanks a lot for everybody for joining. Um, hey, uh, share this share this with your friends that uh, have questions um, and have them uh, send us questions, and we'll answer nine out of ten without referring to a reference manual. Um, nine out of ten every time. Yeah. Uh, if you have uh, questions, before you have your question, you might want to go over to dirtbiketest.com. It's on the internet, and uh, we have a little search thing up in the top corner. And you can type in your uh, what you're asking about, and we more or less likely, potentially, almost maybe, have tested that before. Um, we have a lot of stuff that we've been testing. We just haven't had time to write it because Jimmy's too busy goofing around doing live podcasts and uh, going riding, which is the reason I do all this. So on that note, I think we're going to kill this little uh, live, live section here. Um, we will see you out on the trail. Ciao. That's it. We're done. Yeah, just turn that thing on.